Makuta Sikha is Khalik Tazayan, Parsha Mishpatim Sikha Hey. Basima Sedra at the very end of the uh, this week's Sedra, I've Deverta Bataycha Anon, quoting the words from the Pasik into the cloud. The Pasik is talking, the last Yubsukim of this Sedra say Bayalma Moshe went up onto the mountain and the uh, cloud covered the mountain and the, uh, the glory of Hashem rested upon Ma- Mount Sinai and Har Sinai and the, the cloud covered it for six days Moshe, uh, he called out to Moshe on the seventh day from within the cloud and the, uh, the vision of the glory of Hashem was like a fire that was consuming at the top of the mountain before all the Jews in the, uh, before the eyes of all the Jews the last Pasuk says and Moshe went into the cloud and he went up onto the mountain and Moshe was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights so on this last Pasuk where it says he went into the mountain so Rashi says about, uh, quoting the words into the sorry into the cloud not into the mountain into the cloud Rashi says Anonzeh this cloud of which we speak, Kemin Oshan, who was like smoke. And he continues also, as we'll soon, we'll get to that soon. Is in Demnish movement. So we have to understand right at the, from the beginning, what is Rashi trying to say? Onon ved bachlal getaijd, Vulcan. Generally, Onon, the word Onon means a cloud. Un Oshan meint reich. And the word Oshan, not Onon, but Oshan means smoke. Was does seine Zwebels und Sachen, which are two very different things. In fact, they are polar opposites of each other. A cloud comes from water, vapor. Smoke comes from fire. Hind number was so therefore, first of all, for Vanan and Rashi Taishan, the Onan Anders Viberal. Why does, how does Rashi know that over here the word Onan? which is normally translated as cloud, doesn't mean cloud, it means smoke. And uh, number two, What is the difficulty in the Pasuk, and that Rashi finds any need to explain anything? It seems quite clear. He went into the cloud, and he went up onto the mountain. So what does Rashi need to explain at all? Weiter is Rashi Mamshich. Then Rashi continues to explain, Hashem made for Moshe a path into through the cloud, through the smoke. The mocker from them Inyan is in Gemara. The source of this idea that Hashem made a, a path for him comes from the Gemara. Abadard, however, there over there the Gemara explains it as a path because the Gemara quotes a contradiction, what seems like a contradiction from two psukim. On the one hand, in one passage it says, Moshe was unable to enter into the oil because the cloud had descended upon oil mayit. But over here it says, Moshe was able to walk through the cloud. So over there it says that Moshe was not able to walk into the oil mode because of the cloud here. He was able to walk through the cloud. That seems contradictory. So therefore comes the answer. Rabbi Shmol taught in the yeshiva Rabbi Shmol they taught It says here the word into and it says elsewhere 
betoich as well into where is it where is that the Jewish people went into the sea by the splitting by the Kriyas Yamsuf so over there what does it mean they went into just like by the water it wasn't that they went into the water they went into a path which was in the water there was a path through the water as the water, as the Pasuk says the water was like a a wall on both sides of them. They walked through a path into the water. Afkan Shvil, so also over here, when he went, when it, in this Pasuk, in our Pasuk, where it says Moshe went into the cloud, it means he went into a path that was formed in the cloud, or in the smoke, as Rashi says. So that explains why the Gemara ex- says that it, there was a path. But over here in this Rashi, Kemenish Lenin, we can't say as Zer in the Mitzu, Faremfer in the Stira that Rashi is trying to explain that contradiction between the Pasuk later in, in Chumash, where it says that he couldn't enter the, the oil made because of the cloud, and over here he wasn't able to enter the cloud. We can't say that's what Rashi is trying to explain. Because this contradiction only comes up later in Pasuk Vilech where it says later, which is in Parashat Kudai. Over there, we, it comes up as a contradiction. Here it said that he was able to go into the cloud. Later, it'll come up as a question. How, why can't he go into the cloud? There he was able to go in. But over here, So Rashi should have answered this contradiction when it occurs. When you come, become aware of the contradiction, which is in Parashat Why does he have to answer it here? Therefore, we have to say, Why that the fact that Rashi has to explain how Moshe was able to go into the cloud, because Hashem had formed a path for him through the smoke, is It's not because later the Pasuk will tell us that Moshe was not able to enter into the Oil Moed. Because the cloud had descended on the Oil Moed. That's not why he has to explain it here. But rather, because here in this Pasuk, there is something which tells us or creates a question of how was Moshe able to go through that cloud something here asks that question and that's why Rashi has to explain that there was a path is Tamua, so then the question is first of all, Rashi is Mefarash Friyer Rashi explains earlier back in Yisrael where it talks about Matan Torah Moshe approached the thick cloud Harafel means the thick cloud Rashi tells us that means that Moshe penetrated, penetrated three levels of cloud or of uh, you know, obstruction to get to the mountain. There was Chayshech, darkness, Onon, a cloud, Varofel, and a thick cloud. And Moshe went through all of them. Meaning, that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to penetrate not only the darkness and not only the cloud, nor even the thickness of the cloud, a thick cloud. 
which is what does Arafel mean? As Rashi there says, it means the thickness of the cloud. And still, Rashi over there, he tells you that he was able to penetrate, but he doesn't explain how he penetrated. Rashi over there doesn't find it necessary to explain how Moshe was able to penetrate three levels, uh, layers of, uh, of obstruction. And over here, he finds it necessary to say that there was a path created. Is the fun mochach, so therefore it becomes clear. As ben ben chomish is this me kodik and kashanish, that the the child doesn't have a question. How do you penetrate darkness and cloud and thick cloud? The Moshe can in the morning how he's able to penetrate. And as you can see it, you see it very simply. As we can on on and that you're able to walk through a cloud even if there's no path formed. A cloud is like uh, fog, you know, you see fog, people walk through fog. So the child knows that that is quite possible. Why does Rashi find it necessary to explain? Over here, how Moshe Rabbeinu was able to penetrate the Onon, that Hashem created a, a path. So the explanation. The Kashavas tells in Mikra. This is the question which comes up in understanding these psukim. Since the Posik says earlier that the uh, the cloud covered the mountain. There are three four psukim that we're dealing with between Maftir and the end of the Parsha. That's in the first Posik. It says Moshe went up onto the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain. So it says already that that the cloud covered the mountain. As the Har is given by Dekmitan Onon, that the mountain was covered by a cloud, is the Chmuvan Ma'atzmai, so therefore it's self understood as when the Yal Moshe Allah, that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up onto the mountain, is Rarain in Onon, he must have went into that cloud. The Pasik tells us there was a cloud over the mountain, so he must have walked into the cloud. So the Vazdafim Magdim Zain, the Mefarad Zain, as Vayabim Moshe Betaychanon. So then why? In the, in the Pasuk 4, why does the Pasuk have to say Moshe went into the cloud? Obviously, if he went up onto the mountain, he went into the cloud. Why does the Pasuk find it necessary to articulate that, to specify that? Thus was the Pasuk the fact that the Pasuk repeats again that he went up onto the mountain in the Pasuk 1 it says already that Moshe went up onto the mountain. Yet, the, uh, in Pasuk 4, the Pasuk repeats it again, he went up onto the mountain. So that could be answered, Yeshleimer, Rashi brings in Friedrich and Pasuk. That can be explained according to both opinions that Rashi brings in the previous Pasuk. In the previous Pasuk, where it says, he called out to Moshe Rabbeinu on the seventh day. There were six days in which the, uh, the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day he called out to him. So Rashi gives two opinions about what we're talking about. What period are we talking about? The first opinion he says is, he called out to him to say, the, to, to speak the Aserah Sadiris, the Ten Commandments. And in fact, Rashi says, Moshe and all the Yidin were there. It wasn't just to Moshe that he called out, but he says he called out to Moshe just to give him the honor that he was speaking to him. Another opinion says, that when, <coughs> first of all, 
So the six days are from Rishchidus Sivan, the beginning of Sivan, until Shavuos. And then on the seventh day, by Matan Torah, Hashem called out to speak to Aseris Adibris. The second opinion says that the, sev- the six days that the cloud covered the mountain were after the Aseris Adibris already. And so this was the beginning, the, the first seven days of the 40 days that Moshe was on a mountain. So in other words, that the six days were after Matan Torah already. So according to both of these opinions, this question could be answered about why, uh, why it says again that, Ma- that Moshe went up onto the mountain. According to the first opinion, that this was the when Hashem called out the seventh day, we're talking about Matan Torah itself, the Aseris Adibris itself. Is given in him talk from Matan Torah since Moshe Rabbeinu came on to the mountain was on the day of Matan Torah on Shavuot itself. After Pasuk Dasiba Chazren, the Pasuk has to repeat it again. While in Mitten Hot, the Pasuk Mafsi given Mitten's mouth from Far Matan Torah, because in the middle of this whole discussion, the Torah interrupts. It says Moshe went up onto the mountain. And then it says that for six days the the mountain sat on the cl- the cloud sat on the mountain, so Moshe going up happened after that. So therefore, after interrupting and s- interrupting the flow by having started to say that Moshe went up onto the mountain, then he takes a diversion and tells us that for the past six days there was a cloud on the mountain and there was a fire and so on. So it says again, and, the, and Moshe went up onto the mountain to bring us back to the present, which is day seven. So there's an explanation of why, why he repeats it to bring us back to the present after having taken a diversion to explain what happened the previous six days. As he says in the parentheses, it covered the mountain for six days, which started from Rishchidosh. He called out to him on the seventh day. So therefore, it brings us back to the present. Allah has come of a Kamalait the Tzvei today, certainly according to the second opinion. Was the Tzvei Mo Vayal and Anish Dezelba, that the two times Vayal Moshe Lahar are not at all the same. The first one is talking about when he went up onto the mountain for Matan Torah. The second one is on the seventh day. So it's a, a seven days apart, a completely different going up onto the mountain. The first one is talking about right after Matan Torah. And then the last Pasuk here, which talks about Moshe going up onto the mountain and go, uh, into the cloud onto the mountain, is given in the Yemashvi, Noch Matan Torah, wasn't the seventh day after Matan Torah, so seven days later. So certainly there's no question why the Torah repeats that he went up onto the mountain. But the question still remains, why does it say that he went into the cloud, which should be obvious because the cloud was on the mountain? Is the fun mashma, therefore it's, uh, comes from, it comes out from this, as the that when the Pasuk says into the cloud, he's trying to tell us something. As the Pasuk the the fact that he repeats the fact that he went or says now again that he went into the cloud must be that we're not talking about the same cloud that was mentioned earlier because it was only about that cloud then why why say it at all that he went into the cloud we know that there was a cloud so the pausing is telling us something new that there is a new meaning of cloud over here and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu went into 
That's why he repeat, he says it here. So the question becomes, what is given der onan? What was this cloud which is different than the previous cloud? Rashi, therefore, Rashi explains onan zeh that this cloud and this pasuk from them pasuk kimin ashan who was not actually a cloud. It's more like smoke. Der onan was vedemont in the Friedike psukim um parshes the cloud of which is spoken about in the earlier psukim and in the earlier parshas back in uh, in Yisrael and over here Rashi finds no need to explain that because that's the simple meaning of a cloud that's what it means it was literally a cloud in which the, the Hashem invested his Glory himself, and that's where he was. He dwelled in that cloud. Similar to the, what we know, that there was a pillar of cloud that traveled as Vashem that Hashem traveled before them during the day in the form of a pillar of cloud. So there too, Hashem put himself, so to speak, into a cloud. So also here, he put himself into the cloud on the mountain. And at night he traveled as a pillar of fire to illuminate the way. So all those previous times, the word cloud means a cloud in its simple sense. When we talk about, on the other hand, when we talk about a cloud in this pasuk, and we have to say, as we mentioned before, Ados is given an under min onan, that this is not the same type of cloud about which we spoke about till now, because otherwise, why repeat it? Rashi has to explain to us what's different about this cloud. So he says, this cloud was more like smoke. How does Rashi know that it was like smoke? The hechrich from Rashi has onan min oshan. How does Rashi know that this cloud was more like smoke than a cloud? It's from the Psukim Gufa. He knows it from the Psukim themselves. Between the Psukim which say that Hashem called out to Moshe on the seventh day, and then this Pasuk, which was two Psukim ago, and then this Pasuk which says that he went into the cloud, there's another Pasuk. Is the Pasuk Marek Hashem The view the uh, what Hashem looked like, what it looked like to the people was, his presence was like a fire which was consuming at the top of the mountain. Is this We have to understand about this pasuk. The pasuk of Gedavt Shtein Far Vayikrael Moshe. This pasuk which describes what it looked like should have said before. Should have been said before he called out to Moshe on the seventh day. He should have said it before. Moshe went up onto the mountain. The cloud covered the mountain. The glory of Hashem dwelled on the mountain. And there it should have said, it, was, it looked like a consuming fire. But no, he first says, he called out to Moshe on the seventh day. Then he goes back to describe what it looked like. The This Pesach should have said, before he called out to Moshe, where the Pasuk says, and the glory of Hashem dwelled on the mountain, you should have explained what it looked like. 
uptightening as the Hashem is given explaining that the what it looked like, the glory of Hashem looked like a fire that was consuming. Why then does it say in the Pasik only after the Pasik says that he, that Hashem called out to Moshe on the seventh day from within the cloud? So now again, talking about those two opinions. Needless to say, later day as Of course, according to the opinion that when, uh, what we're talking about here is that he called out to Moshe on the seventh day, which was seven days after Matan then the Moshe What was he calling out to Moshe at seven days later about? He was telling him to come up onto the mountain to collect the two luchas. That's what the summoning him was for. And when it says Moshe went into the mountain, it was into the cloud, was in response to Hashem inviting him onto the mountain to come get the luchas. So certainly according to this opinion, if it says in the Pasuk, Hashem called out to Moshe on the seventh day, telling him to come up onto the mountain to, to get the Luchas. And Moshe Rabbeinu went onto the mountain in answer to this invitation. So what sense does it make that between the invitation and the response to the invitation, he injects Hashem looked like a flaming fire, consuming fire, and so on. Why put that in there? Certainly, according to this opinion, it doesn't seem to be the right place to have it. Even according to the first opinion, that when it says Hashem called out to Moshe, it was that he was going to say the Ten Commandments. And in fact, Moshe, together with all the Yidden, were there. Only that he singles out Moshe to give him the honor of being he called out to him. And that this calling out to Moshe was not come up onto the mountain. So therefore, Moshe coming into the cloud is not really in response to the previous pasuk two pesukim ago, where it says Hashem called out to Moshe. It wasn't that he called out to him, inviting him onto the mountain. It was calling out to him as Later. He went up onto the mountain. So the two psukim are not really connected to each other. And therefore, it's not as much of a question of why does he interject that those two, uh, that pasuk about and Hashem looked like a consuming fire. From Dezeg, but still, on the other hand, is Eich Mer Masim, it would have been more fitting as the Tira Inu from Marek Hashem that describing what Hashem looked like or what the... Uh, the appearance of Hashem looked like it still makes more sense that he should have written after Hashem was dwelling on the mountain to describe and explain what it looked like and then go on to Hashem called out to Moshe and Moshe came up and so on so the question is why does, he, why does this Pasuk that Hashem looked like a consuming fire why is it here put in between those two Pasukim the Riva learned Rashi, therefore Rashi understands it in the following way. As the Pasuk of Madre, that this Pasuk and Hashem looked like a consuming fire, is a Haktomat, some Pasuk, 
it's there because it's the introduction to the next Pasuk the Pasuk says Moshe went into the Anon the Pasuk before is placed over there because it explains which Anon Moshe Rabbeinu was going into it's, going, it's explaining to us what this Anon is all about and as Miram is Midvaz Der Anon is Anush Vinaman of Ashtayt Friyirim Pasuk he's the, the Pasuk is meant to illuminate for us it gives us an illusion ex- explains to us although not explicitly what this Anon was and how is it different than all the other Anons of which we spoke earlier which were clouds whereas this one is repeated again it says again that Moshe went into the Anon which leaves the question why does he bring that up again so it must be some sort of a different Anon this Pasuk Marek Hashem Ka'esh Eichelus um, explains what this Anon is. And that's why the Pasuk has to repeat again that Moshe went into the cloud. Because their Anon is, at the, it, is because it's a different type of a cloud. Now we explain what this cloud is. Their Anon is that Eichelus. This cloud is a result of the fire which was consuming at the top of the mountain it is kemin oshan because this cloud is not really a cloud in the, in the uh, general sense of the word but it is more like smoke vasiz from the meishacheles that came was a result of the fire that was consuming that's how Hashem appeared as a, a flaming fire that was consuming burning stuff which is in the previous pasuk now we understand what the onan is that's why the pasuk says Hashem appeared like a fire and that also explains why the Pasuk says over here that it was like a fire that was consuming. The that has to be understood also. If he wants to describe what it appeared like, what it looked like, is fire. It just has to explain. He looked like a fire, like a burning fire. So why does he have to add the word that it was a fire that was consuming stuff? That doesn't explain a vision. It doesn't explain what something looks like. It explains what the fire was doing. Why is that necessary over here? But now that we explain it in this way, we can understand why it says a chelis. Hayyis as the Mechoven is in them Pasuk is Sumaz Bazain, the Pirishun of Pasuk Shlach. Since the purpose of this Pasuk, why it's placed there, is to explain to us what that Anan was. That it was smoke, as the Anan is given an Oshan, that the Anan, the cloud was really smoke, which came as a result that because Hashem appeared in the form, is given Kaesh in the form of a fire. The Rebid is the Pasuk Meisiv Amadgish Keishechelis. That's why the Pasuk emphasizes that it was like a fire that was consuming stuff. Because smoke is not created from fire alone. I guess, contrary to what they say, where the smoke is fire. Nor Funan Eish Vasizechelis. Where does smoke come from? When fire burns stuff, it's consuming wood or whatever it is, so it produces fire. Um, when it's burning stuff when it's burning the thing upon which the fire is sitting 
it's uh, attached to something and it's burning that up, that's when you get smoke. So that's why it has to say, that this fire was consuming things and that's why it was creating smoke. But one can even add, generally when we talk about fire which comes, which represents Hashem, it's not a fire that is burning stuff. We already know from the Sne, where it says clearly, Moshe saw a, a, a thorn, a Sne that was burning, a flame of fire, but the Sne was not being consumed. So the fire in which Hashem appeared in the Sne was not consuming the Sne. So generally it doesn't appear that way. The far darf der posik and that's why the posik over here has to tell us, has to specify. As dois yegiven over here the fire was consuming the stuff on the top of the mountain. Was the far onun and that's why in this case there was smoke. That's why this onun is really smoke. Generally, you would expect that there would be no smoke because it doesn't really burn stuff. In this case, the Pasuk tells us, yes, it was consuming, and that's why Onan here means smoke. Now we can understand. Why Rashi has to explain that Hashem made a path through the Onan. In our Pasuk specifically, and he has to explain it as a as a continuation, as a further point to his having explained that this Anun was really smoke, now he has to explain why Hashem had to create a prat. If this Anun would have been the same as in the early Ipsukim, that it was just a cloud, there's no need to explain how Moshe was able to go walk into the cloud because we know that Moshe was able to penetrate even the thickness of a cloud he had no problem the thickness of the cloud but since Rashi already explained that this is really smoke that this, the nature of smoke is through the soot which is found in the smoke the soot which comes from the thing that is burning that it's burning up bring, uh, leaves soot so therefore the soot leaves it leaves a mark on your clothing it blackens the stuff that you know the smoke blackens stuff there was it blackens that which was, was which is in the smoke so the person that's in the smoke and the clothing gets smoked and, and blackened so the question has to be asked it's possible to say that Moshe Rabbeinu that this is what happened to Moshe Rabbeinu can you say that Moshe Rabbeinu went up onto the mountain to, into the presence of Hashem to receive the luchas and he was covered in soot he was all black that would be very disrespectful to Hashem to appear in you know, such a mess 
The Rebbe is Rashi Mamshik. That's why Rashi continues. Nasa Vasala goes Baruch Hu Shem did not want Moshe to become blackened by the smoke. Therefore, he created a path for him to pass through the smoke. And Moshe walked through the path in a way that the smoke did not come into contact with him. Zion. As blight of a nishvashtanik, but we still have to understand. First of all, Favoz Dr. Rashi Onon Zekimin Oshanhu. Why does Rashi say that it's like smoke? According to the explanation, it seems that it was an actual smoke. It came from the fire, therefore, it was an actual smoke. Number two, Why does the Pasuk say it came into the cloud? Describing it as a cloud, and Nishbatay Chasham, why doesn't he say went into the smoke? Why doesn't he de- describe it as smoke? Is the beer bazaar? So the explanation for this is the Har Sinai in Midbar Sinai, Mount Sinai, which is in the Sinai Desert, the Frad the Roichar, especially the top of that mountain, which is given the Marakwed of Shem where the Pasik describes that that's where the Hashem was at the top of the mountain appearing as a fire which was consuming. So this was at the top of a mountain in a desert. That's not a place where trees, vegetation, bushes and grass, that doesn't grow on the top of a mountain in the middle of a desert. Even though, in another sikha, the Rebbe says that on the Mount Sinai itself there was a growth. The Gemara says, and so on, even Mikra, there was some growth on the mountain. But not at the top of the mountain. Nor The top of the mountain is really a place of this stone and earth and so on, but not this soil, but not vegetation. And when is smoke produced? When something is burning, something which normally burns, which like wood or something like that. <coughs> That's what creates smoke. Which doesn't really apply to when there's a fire that's hanging on to stone or soil. The river is Rashi. That's why Rashi says, over here we can't say that it was actual smoke or the the, the conventional sense of smoke. Nor It was something like smoke. There onufun echelis was it was the the oshon, the, the smoke, that which is produced from when fire sits on stone and on soil. That this stam was vert von atzameach, was vert verbrennt von dem esh. So therefore he's saying that this smoke, which was being produced from a fire which sat on stone and soil, is only like smoke which would come if there were trees and vegetation burning. But since it wasn't trees and vegetation, so it's not actual smoke, it's only similar because what kind of smoke is produced from fire sitting on stone and, and soil? And therefore, for this reason, because it wasn't a regular natural smoke, that's why the Pasuk doesn't refer to it as smoke. It's something similar to smoke, the whole idea of fire burning on stone and soil is something which is not clearly understood. So the Torah describes it as a as cloud rather than smoke, 
And, and Rashi says that it's like smoke, but not actual smoke in the conventional sense of the word. So that explains the Rashi. Ches. Rashi. Something from the inner dimension of what this Rashi is saying. That inyana ashram bahar sinema matan teirish state mefurish in the teira beparshi yisrei. In regards to the smoke that was on har sinema b'matan teira, the pasuk tells us clearly in parshi yisrei, the har sinema ashon kuloi, the entire mountain was smoke, was covered in smoke. Mipnei ashiyorulav Hashem ba'ish because Hashem had descended on the mountain through fire. Mashein kim beparsha seinu. So there it describes it as being smoke. In our parsha, state Eloshan Onan, here he refers to it as a cloud. Why does he describe it differently there than here? So the explanation could be An Oshon Nisraf. What does smoke come from? As we said before, it comes from the thing which is being burnt, the material that's being burnt. Because the material that is being burnt is a physical uh, matter, physical matter. Under Eish is Mechaladem Geshem, is their Keloyan, and the fire is burning up that matter, that physical matter. So the fact that it's being destroyed, that it's being consumed, Goyrem, that causes the result of this is that it, smoke is produced from the material, the fuel that the fire is burning, that creates smoke. The, the fact that it's being burnt up creates smoke. And the farans, for this reason, the nature, the quality of the smoke changes, is different according to the material that is being burnt. When the thing that's being burnt is a refined material, Vertus Fabren Schneller, it burns more quickly. And then the smoke is also more refined, thinner, it's not as thick, it's not as coarse. When the, on the other hand, when the thing that's being burnt is a thick, a materialistic, it has a, like a dense, the gas, it's a dense material. Is dander oshan gedichter? Then the smoke is also much thicker. Ungreber ungresser. It's much more. There's much more smoke being created, and it's a thicker, coarser smoke. From them is verstandig. So from this we understand. As in the oshan for yedas for yedas zaches nicker zotzcharoyis a vifel dechaymer from the zaches gas. That if you could read, if you could look at the smoke, and you understand these things, you would be able to tell from seeing the smoke what kind of material is being burnt you would be able to see is it a thick material is it a dense material is it a more refined material because that the nature the material the nature of the material is expressed in the way it is burnt in the type of smoke that it produces so just like this is in the physical so it's also in the spiritual sense. In the bitul bekeloyim from dvarim delamata tzuelakus, when we talk about when something comes into contact with godliness, it expires. It experiences a sense of being 
completely nullified within the presence of Hashem. That's what we talk about. That's what it means being burnt up. It means feeling the bitl, the complete subservience and feeling its its own ego just melting away that melting away of its own metzias, of its own ego is the cons- being consumed that we're talking about here when there is a revelation of fire so to speak Hashem's presence from above it consumes and it, it, it as we said the yeshes, the metzias, the Ego becomes melts away from Welt, the the, the metzias of the world melts away. On Azvert in in ear, and it becomes bottle and it becomes consumed and caught up, lost into the presence of Hashem. And this is the meaning of smoke in the spiritual sense. And that's what the smoke over here by Matan Torah is describing. It's describing Hashem coming into the world and the world being consumed and being lost and being completely bottled to the presence of Hashem. So there are two different ways in which this happened. And that's the difference in the way the two psukim describe it. The pasuk by Ocean called it the pasuk, which which says that the whole mountain was up in smoke. That's talking about at Matan right at Matan Torah. And since when Hashem revealed Himself at Matan it was a top-down type of revelation, be the pasuk is Mamshich Hashem that the reason it was up in smoke was because Hashem had descended upon it in fire. So Hashem revealed Himself beyond what the people, the world, was ready to accept, to receive. The gilu is given the gilu, the revelation of godliness, was not something that had been reached by the avayda, by the, uh, the work, <coughs> the accomplishments of the world down here, of the people, the Jewish people down here, but it was because Hashem decided to reveal Himself. The world was still in its state of coarse physical matter. That is not refined. That's why when Hashem descended upon the world, and therefore the world was now caught up in the presence of Hashem and it lost its own, its own ego melted away as we said or burnt away as we said and therefore since the, the, the Metzius of the world was still very coarse and not refined at all therefore the smoke that was produced so to speak was a very thick smoke of a very coarse material the physical ego of the world being burnt away and uh, therefore creating a bitl to Hashem the great amount of uh, smoke and the shows that the material of the world the, the, uh, the presence of the world was not yet refined in any way and therefore when it was going through a state of bitl it came with a lot of smoke 
Vashem ki meparsha seina, whereas when it gets to our parsha, vosretzer veng desman nochma for nochmatantere, was talking already about the time after matantere. Nor dem bitl vizdachachos, vos matantere ad gepeil ba'elam, after the matantere already had an opportunity to refine the world, what happened in that week, in those few days of Matantaira and after Matantaira the world already reached a certain refinement as, as a result of Matantaira that's why the world was already less coarse and therefore the, the bittle that was being experienced at that moment was, didn't come with so much smoke so to speak and therefore the fact that Hashem still appeared as fire but it didn't create a thick smoke a, f- a smoke in the fullest sense of the world, word but rather because of its refinement because it wasn't really a thick smoke the Torah doesn't refer to it as smoke but rather describes it as a cloud. That uh, cloud doesn't describe the the, the uh, elements from below burning up and becoming part, uh, you know, included into Hashem through this great smoky experience. It's a much more refined type of elevation. If them is Rashi Yenishal Tayra so Rashi, at least in the sense of Yenishal Tayra, the inner dimension of Tayra reveals to us as Anan Oshan who that this cloud is like a, like smoke. Since its purpose is not that Hashem descended from above, similar to what was described in the earlier Psukim during Matan Tayra nor does come from the Marek Hashem but it comes rather from a, a vision of Hashem as it uh, consumes is sorry what he's trying what he's saying is that since in this case the word Anon is not like in the few psukim before where the term Anon is talking about a cloud in in the literal sense because over there it's talking about Hashem simply revealing Himself into the world but not tr- bringing out a sense of bittle and consuming the metzius, the, the ego of the world it's just a revelation whereas here we're talking about Eishecheles the Torah describes it as Eishecheles which means that Elokus is consuming the, the fact that Hashem descended is there in order to consume the metzius of the world is Kamin Oshanu, therefore over here the word Anun means is like smoke. It has the nature of smoke. Not like the smoke of Matan itself, but still like smoke. Oichendem is Dadarinu von Oshan, Afruris Vachruris. Also in this case there is the, 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 the idea of smoke and there is the soot which is created from the consumption of the Gashmis and the consumption of the ego which comes from the the fact that it's consuming the material so because the purpose of the Torah ultimately is to make a place for Hashem in the lowest elements is the far therefore this 
this word onan in this case their onan is the one that he had to penetrate in order to be able to go get the Torah and the, the luchas and the Torah is Arab bringing so when Arab bringing Zelamata and to bring it down the purpose of Moshe going up now was to get the luchas in order to bring them down into the world is Kameyin Oshanu over here it already describes it as similar to smoke it is a revelation from above it's not just sitting there but it's there in order to consume to cause a bittle and therefore a breaking down of the yeshes of the physical and the, uh, the coarse physical the chumriyas of the world and that is creating smoke Siznar the only difference is that since it's after the revelation of that that original revelation that took place had already caused a certain refinement of the world and a certain bittle in the world and therefore the type of bittle that it was causing now was not the kind of bittle that it caused them which was a, a serious breaking down of very coarse material similar to what happened at the beginning of Matan Ashan. in this case it was already dealing with a more refined substance and therefore was only like smoke but there is smoke there has to be smoke because we're dealing with a breakdown of Gashmias Bittle of the, the, the world and that produces more or less but smoke Yud what is the lesson to us in our Avedah there are such people that say what do I need to be involved with the lowest elements of the world for if I do have to lower myself it's enough that I'll go down one level from a human to deal with the live the world of animals other even lower than that at least the growing vegetation but why do I have to get involved with things which are called daimim inanimate they have no chayas at all it's a very coarse material in which you can't detect any life form at all that even this is such a coarse material that even when the fire of Hashem is, is illuminating it is a mitzatib and Yishkan and naturally that coarse material doesn't in any way respond to that fire doesn't burn on stone or soil on, on inanimate objects in other words that spiritually speaking that means what Hashem reveals himself to it it doesn't touch it, it doesn't penetrate it doesn't move it as the Tanya says that sometimes when there is a thick coarse piece of wood you have to break it down first in order for the fire to be able to caught, catch to it so th- why do I have to deal with such coarse material so we say to them that we have to bring about a smoke which means an elevation even in the lowest of the, of the categories in the world which is the inanimate 
because that's where the ultimate purpose of Matan is as that inyana ashan that the smoke which means the kiloyan which means the consuming and the bitl the aliyah and the elevating of the coarse materialistic sense of the world should be accomplished not only in the vegetation in the vegetative world nor even on the mountain itself that the mountain had to be burning had to be smoking which means that the daimim has to be also elevated so they could respond to this as well that when you wrestle with something which is dirty you become dirtied as well so why should I do that if I make the effort to bring about the smoke the bitl in those lowest elements it will cause that I will I don't know what the word einrichten is but that I will also become soiled by this the, the soot as we said before of the, sm- the smoke so it would make more sense that I shouldn't get involved with that at all if them is their emphasis to this comes the answer from Rashi number one that Hashem created a path through the smoke the Bechinas Moshe. It's talking about the Moshe versus Da in the Neshama for Yedin Eden Ebi Yid has a part of Moshe in their own Neshama. Zivet zich nicht einrichten, zivet bleib merein. At least the Moshe within you will not become soiled by the smoke, because Hashem creates a path for the Moshe to be separated from that. It never touches the Moshe. Because it goes through a passage, because the Moshe within you always has a direct path to Hashem. There's always a direct channel to Hashem. It never gets soiled by what's going on in the rest of your life. That's number one. Number two, even more. If you look deeper on the matter, even the functioning life that you the Moshe is deep within your soul but we don't live in the Moshe we live in uh, dealing with the world so even those parts of us which are manifest even they will not become dirtied sullied by the smoke because the truth is it's not even a smoke it's not even a, 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 a dirty smoke it's only something that appears to be smoke it's truly, really, it's a, a cloud. A cloud means a refined thing. But it just appears to be smoke. Thus, haste, what that means is, those was developed as Mailum, a master of the fact that the world conceals godliness, which is what smoke means, is a snor kemin, it's only as if it's concealing godliness. It's only there in order to create the the uh, possibility for free choice. But the truth is that it doesn't even conceal godliness. It only appears to us that way. If we were able to see the truth, because if we were able to see the truth, 
that the whole world means nothing, that Hashem, it's really Hashem is anything, then we wouldn't have the ability for free choice. Therefore, the world seems to present a concealment of Hashem. But the truth is that it's not, that is not even a concealment, it's not even smoke, it's really a cloud. And even more, and since the whole world, even the concealment of the world, is there only for the purpose of creating holiness, is as Be'emes Goran Onun Kedusha, therefore, in essentially, it's really just a cloud, which means it's a holy thing. appears, it's true, it appears to be smoke. The Adaber Khumri, which appears to be something which is coarse and, and concealing godliness, that even if you're successful, even when you're successful in bringing it to a state of bittel, it leaves soot, it leaves some debris, something of which could cause dirt, solid, uh, you know, filth. That only appear. That's what it looks like to us. in its inner essence, is this an It's really all just a cloud of kedusha of holiness. But the is because the whole purpose of the world, with all of its concealments, is only for the purpose of creating more kedusha. And that's the lesson that we have to penetrate, we have to walk through the, through the smoke. And it's only by going into the lower elements and going through the smoke that we truly receive the Torah, just like Moshe had to go through it in order to receive the Torah. This is true for Moshe and for the Moshe within each and every one of us. When could he receive the Torah? Only because he first walked through the cloud, which really means, which this cloud over here means smoke. And he needs to have that path to protect him. So we need that, but we have to go through the smoke. And even though momentarily and, it, and, and on the surface at least it's something which presents concealment so we have to still, we have to engage it. But by going through that smoke engaging it we end up being on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and that's how we receive the Torah in its fullest sense that's where Hashem revealed to Moshe the entire Torah by coming by being there for 40 days having penetrated the smoke and then a person after you're receiving the Torah a person can bring it down into his body not only to the soul but also to his part of the world that is his responsibility and that's what happens after that's how it continues in Pasha Truma where we go on to Pasha Truma from here that we have to bring it down into physical a physical Beis to create a place in the world for Hashem to dwell we do this by making it out of Material, uh, physical materials, zav, a of gold and silver, 
from those materials you make a holy place for Hashem as through them that it's through this that we fulfill the purpose of why Hashem created the world in the first place to make for himself a place in this world.